0: There are some elements of this episode that you may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. This is the story of how I live my day-to-day while struggling with the symptoms of a rare blood cancer. I know that talking about cancer is a real bummer, but maybe by starting an honest and fearless conversation, I can help myself and possibly others. Thanks for listening. Not feeling great this morning, tired, all I want to do is sleep. Today I want to talk about some of the symptoms that go along with my particular type of blood cancer, secondary myelofibrosis. This is just typical of the major symptoms I have, which is fatigue and a slight bit of nausea. These are what I call crashes when I'm healthy and somewhat normal. I call that a good day And let me be clear my good day is probably like a mediocre day to most people When I'm having a bad day when my energy level is low or I'm nauseous or I'm having a lot of pain I call these crashes Um, It's hard to do anything when this happens so I just do a little bit here and there and rest and then do a little bit more and rest. And uh, But it gets to a point where I just can't do much of anything and I end up on the couch or in bed or something just waiting for it to go away, kind of writing it out. Good days and bad days, they come and go. I mean, I can go for a week and feel pretty decent. And then, out of the blue, I just crash. My energy level drops through the floor. I can't think straight, and all I can manage to do is lie on the couch and stare out the window. I hate these crash days. I hate them. I can't interact with my family or anything else. I feel cheated out of what time I have left. And if that's not enough, we live in the time of COVID. Even if I did feel halfway decent, I can't go anywhere. No movies, no bars, no crowded restaurants, no nothing. I am stuck at home. I can handle it most of the time. This is just the way things are, I tell myself, but after a few days of being stuck in bed, only able to move my eyeballs... I really start to feel the walls closing in. I won't go into it in this episode, but there are times when things get pretty dark. And then I have what I've been calling cancer guilt. I feel guilty when I have crashes and I'm sick like this. And I can't do anything. I feel like I'm letting everyone down. Um... By not being available, I guess. (sighs) Letting myself down. It's such a waste of time. When all I can do is lay on the couch or in bed. And there's not a thing you can do about it. I feel like I'm a burden on my family members. I get so tired of talking about it. I get tired of being sick and reporting on how I'm feeling every day. I get tired of doctors and needles and blood draws and medications. And I get tired of my body not working. Cancer sucks the fun out of everything. Not only me, but the people around me. the list of my symptoms not everyone with mf suffers in the same way some folks don't even have symptoms but i do i have coughing nausea and vomiting so this is um what happens i eat something and in a couple of minutes <clears throat> i start to gag <laughs> i'm sorry I fight it off when I can, but it's kind of hard to do, so I just take deep breaths and try really hard to work through it. I also have the occasional low-grade fevers around 101 and 102 sometimes. I have night sweats. I wake up just drenched. I have dizziness, I have confusion. I got lost in a Kroger one time. I didn't know why I was there. My doctors told me that was called chemo brain. It's a condition of taking chemotherapy. I've talked about Darlene, the enlarged spleen. You know, she causes me a lot of pain and trouble by pressing against my liver and lungs and stomach. I have acid reflux, I can't eat very much because I feel full immediately, I have abdominal pain, I have kidney pain, my kidneys aren't working right anymore, I have bone pain, leg cramps, and let's not mention the chest pain. You mentioned chest pains and they'll want to put me in the hospital for observation. The treatments for these symptoms are fairly simple and straightforward, for now. I take very few medications. Um, I take Hydrea, Jaccophy, and Sodalol. The Hydrea regulates my blood levels to keep the polycythemia in check. Good morning. Good morning. You have an appointment today. I'm picking up some medication. Okay. Do you have any nausea, vomiting, shortness of breath? No. Exposed to COVID in the last two weeks? so No. No. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Picking Hello. Picking up Jaccophy for Mark Pittman. Uh, a prescription for I need just go this sit down. Uh, yeah, okay. Pitman. What's your date of birth? 9863. All right, thank, thank you very you. much. Have a good day. Jack If he helps regulate the conditions caused by the hydrea and polycythemia and Darlene, my enlarged spleen. The soda law is for my irregular heartbeat which was caused by my heart attack, which was caused by the polycythemia. The treatment I'm facing and the reason for this podcast is the stem cell replacement. Here's how it works. I'll be going to the James Cancer Center in Columbus, Ohio. There I'll spend a week receiving chemotherapy and maybe doses of radiation. The goal is to clear up my immune system and prepare my body for the stem cell grafting. I'll get one day off from the chemotherapy. I'll probably be sicker than I've ever been in my life. After that short break, I'll get an infusion of stem cells. Now, these cells will come from a donor, most likely my closest male relative, if it's a match. If I don't have a match with a male relative, There are many possible donors out there. I'm going to be in the hospital for several weeks, and when I finally get out, I'll be in isolation at home for 100 days or more. Since I will have practically no immune system during this process, there are dangers of infection and sickness. There's also a danger of rejection. The stem cells... Peter Piper picked a peck a pickle puck peck a peck a, 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 a The stem cell... Well, Peter, you... Pick. The stem cell... The stem cell specialist told me that there were a... The, st- uh, the stem cell specialist told me that there was a 50-50 survival rate. Yeesh. I wonder what the odds are of me getting through this podcast. Please understand, and I want to be clear, that this is not a done deal. I'm still in talks with my doctors, and hopefully, after a while, we'll all be able to make an informed and the best decision. How do I I feel about this? How do I feel about this? A lot of the time, I feel like this is happening to someone else, as if I'm an observer watching myself go through all this. And then there are times when I'm just simply terrified. There's a lot of shit going on inside my head that I don't know how to deal with. I could be listening to a song on the radio or watching a movie or something and and I'll get a trigger and I'll just start sobbing uncontrollably. The fact is, the idea of dying scares the shit out of me. This is my favorite kind of treatment. Just a nice long walk in the woods. Hopefully the stem cells will be like planting seeds in a garden. They'll take root and grow, giving me a whole new and leukemia-free system. But mostly I like to just come out here just listen just be quiet just be still you've been listening to just another cancer podcast I'm your host Mark Pittman I hope you found this useful and continue to listen you can subscribe to further episodes on Spotify and iTunes. And if you'd like to learn more about polycythemia and other MPNs, visit www.mpnresearchfoundation.org.